and let us reason together, saith the Lord. Though your sins be as scarlet, they shall be white as snow. Though they be red like crimson, they shall be as wool. If ye be willing and obedient, ye shall eat the good of the land. But if ye refuse and rebel, ye shall be devoured with the sword, for the mouth of the Lord hath spoken it. Greetings, friends, and welcome back to the broadcast. I'm Sean, your host. Website is www.scriptureandprophecy.com. Well, we are going to read Isaiah chapter 1 today. And I was just reading it the other night, and I just felt like, man, not only is there so many common themes, this description of Israel at this time and their sin as to the culture and the and our own nation right now and many nations around the world and I just feel like this could be a word so easily spoken to us today and so we're going to look at that and examine that today and that's what we're going to be looking at so as Isaiah chapter 1 I am going to read just a couple of headlines California just continues to be in the news. Uh, I don't know what is going on with that state. Um, but not only are they making, continuing to make evil choices, but it, it just seems like judgment is raining down on that place. Um, they continue to try to oppress the church. At this point now, they, it says this headline here says, California warns violators of indoor church services may be arrested. So at this point now, they're threatening to arrest people who dare to go to church. In the United States of America. It's unfathomable, unthinkable. I'm just I'm just appalled. And the fact that the rest of the church around the world or around the country just seems silent about it, at least as far as I can tell, is also very troubling. But California is reaping all kinds of other problems. Um, this headline here says, the state of California is never going to be the same after this. Let me just read some of this to you. The state of California sure has been through a lot this year. The COVID-19 pandemic hit the state particularly hard. Fear of the virus sent the unemployment rate soaring. Civil unrest has ripped permanent scars in most of the major cities. And earlier this month, a historic heat wave caused rolling blackouts all over the state for the very first time since 2001. So California certainly didn't need anything else to deal with in 2020 because it has just been one thing after another all year long. Unfortunately, it looks like a mass that mass. Unfortunately, it looks like the massive wildfires that have been roaring across the state over the last week are about to get even worse. A red flag warning has been issued for Monday. And just about everyone is expecting this week to be really, really bad. So, not only did they have that crazy heat, we heat wave, electricity uh, was going out in many, many places as a result of the heat wave. Also, uh, what's not mentioned uh, in this article is I've also been seeing reports of earthquakes. Um, I'm just scrolling through the article here. 
And so there have been some reports of earthquakes that I've, I've seen in the headlines as well. And then the uh, last headline before I read Isaiah chapter 1 is, Why is America being hit by so many horrific natural, natural disasters all of the sudden? So let me just read the, uh, the first paragraph here. It says, It's just been one thing after another in 2020. First, the COVID pandemic erupted and quickly spread all over the globe. At this point, more than 800,000 people have died globally. And authorities are warning us to brace ourselves for another wave this fall. Of course, many would argue that the fear of the virus has been even worse than the disease itself. I would agree with that. And it's undeniable that the shutdowns are the primary reason we have plunged into the worst economic downturn since the Great Depression of the 1930s. More than 57 million Americans have filed new claims for unemployment benefits so far this year. And that number just keeps rising with each passing week. On top of all that, the tragic death of George Floyd caused an unprecedented wave of civil unrest to erupt in major cities all over America. And many are anticipating a fresh outburst of unrest as we head toward the election day in November. So coming this month, we had already faced far more trouble than any typical year, and now a very strange series of natural disasters is making things even worse. And here's some of the things that he's listing. Uh, that, that huge storm cell that went through the Midwest, um, destroying millions of acres of crops. One governor said it was like a 40-mile tornado went through the state of Iowa. Um... Then you had the historic heat wave in Death Valley, California, and I, actually in Phoenix as well. They've been breaking records for the most days with a temperatures at 115 degrees or more. Uh, you have the wildfires. Um, and on top of that, they had 12,000 lightning strikes that hit the state, talking about California. And so lots of things have been destroyed in California because of the wildfires and the red flag warnings. Um, you have these hurricanes. Um, like I said, I've, I've seen reports of several different reports of earthquakes. And so you've got the Hurricane Morocco, and then you have the Tropical Storm Laura hitting the Gulf. Um, I mean... The article is just pointing out there's just a lot of things that's been going on. And so the question I always ask is, I know we always rush immediately to, this is the, this is the end. But what if this is some form of judgment, uh, God trying to get people's attention, which doesn't seem to be working, unfortunately. Well, let's just look at the Bible We've done enough headline looking. Let's just uh, read Isaiah. I'm going to read from the King James Version, Isaiah chapter 1. And let's just see if this speaks to our hearts in any way, shape, or form. Here's what it says. The vision of Isaiah, the son of Amaz, which he saw concerning Judah and Jerusalem in the days of Uzziah, Joatham, Ahaz, and Hezekiah, kings of Judah, Hear, O heavens, and give ear, O earth. For the Lord hath spoken. I have nourished and brought up children, and they have rebelled against me. The ox knoweth his owner, and the ass his master's crib. But Israel doth not know, my people doth not consider. 
ah, sinful nation, a people laden with iniquity, a seed of evildoers, children that are corruptors. They have forsaken the Lord, they have provoked the Holy One of Israel unto anger. They are gone away backwards. Why should ye be stricken any more? Ye will revolt more and more. The whole head is sick, the whole heart faint. From the sole of the foot, even unto the head, there is no soundness in it, but wounds and bruises and purifying sores. They have not been closed, neither bound up, neither mollified with ointment. Your country is desolate. Your cities are burned with fire. Your land, strangers devour it in your presence. And it is desolate as overthrown by strangers. And the daughter of Zion is left as a cottage in a vineyard, as a lodge in a garden of cucumbers, as a besieged city. Except the Lord of hosts had left us un, left unto us a very small remnant, we should have been as Sodom, and we should have been like unto Gomorrah. Let's just stop for a second and just consider our own situation. We have become this people this sinful people laden with iniquity seed of evildoers children that are corruptors they have forsaken the Lord they have provoked the Holy One of Israel unto anger they have gone away backwards and then God asked this question why should you be stricken anymore like why do you keep bringing this on yourself you will revolt more and more and then he says the why the whole head is sick, the whole heart is faint. From the sole of the foot even to the head, there is no soundness in it. This is our situation. We've become sick in the head. From the foot all the way to the head. It says wounds and bruises and purifying sores, they have not been closed, neither bound up, neither mollified with ointment. He says, verse 7, Your country is desolate. Your cities are burned with fire. Your land, strangers devour it in your presence. And it is desolate as overthrown by strangers. Talks about how you're like a besieged city. And then verse 9 says, Except the Lord of hosts had left unto us a very small remnant. We should have been as Sodom, and we should have been like Gomorrah. You want to know why God hasn't burned the United States to the ground? In spite of all the evil and wickedness and perverseness. It's because of that very small remnant. If you remember, he was unwilling to destroy Sodom and Gomorrah if they found just ten righteous there, which they did not. This is the only reason. You see, God is patient and kind, and He's long-suffering, not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. And for the sake of His small remnant of people, He has preserved this land and many other nations around the world. You see... Jesus says that the tares and the wheat have to grow together. 
we, we wonder to ourselves, why does God tolerate these people? Well, Jesus said the, 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 the wheat and the, and the weeds, like the plant and the wheat, like they have to grow together. Because if, and mo- many of you who do gardening, you understand this. If there's a weed rooted right where your plant is, if you pull that weed out, you pull the plant right up with it, right? So the wheat and the tares are forced to grow together until the day of the harvest. This is why. It's just like God can't rain fire and brimstone down without hurting his own people. There's a remnant, a small remnant. But that doesn't mean judgment and hard times are not coming, which we can clearly see in the United States of America. We've been getting it all year long. And not just us. The whole world is struggling with these same issues. Many of these same issues. Not all of them, but many of them. Let's continue. Verse 10. Hear the word of the Lord, ye rulers of Sodom. Give ear unto the law of your God, ye people of Gomorrah. To what purpose is the multitude of your sacrifices unto me, saith the Lord? I am full of burnt offerings of rams and of the fat of fed beast. And I delight not in the blood of bullocks or lambs or the go- or he goats. When you come to appear before me, who hath required this at your hand? To tread my courts. Bring no more vain oblations. Incense is an abomination unto me. The new moons and the Sabbaths, the callings of assemblies, I cannot away with. It is iniquity, even the solemn meeting. Your new moons and your appointed feasts my soul hateth. They are troubled unto me. I am weary to bear them. When you spread forth your hands, I will hide mine eyes from ye. When you make many prayers, I will not hear. Your hands are full of blood. Wash you, make you clean, put away the evil of your doings from before mine eyes. Cease to do evil. Learn to do well, seek judgment, relieve the oppressed, judge the fatherless, plead for the widow. Come now, and let us reason together, saith the Lord. Though your sins be as scarlet, they shall be as white as snow. Though they be red like crimson, they shall be as wool. If ye be willing and obedient, ye shall eat the good of the land. But if ye refuse and rebel, ye shall be devoured with the sword. For it is the mouth of the Lord hath spoken it. He's saying, all this, all, you do all these religious things, right? You're, you're, you're observing the feast. You're, you're observing the Sabbath. You're assembling. You're doing all this gathering. But I'm not interested. He's saying, I'm not interested in any of that right now. I'm not even listening to your prayer. I can't even hear your prayers until you put away the evil. He says, wash you, make clean, put away the evil of your doings from before mine eyes and cease to do evil. You want me to hear your prayers? The psalmists say, if you uh, hold iniquity in your heart, Your prayers won't be heard. Then he says, come on. Come now. Let us reason together, saith the Lord. Though your sins be as scarlet, they shall be white as snow. Though they be red like crimson, they shall be as wool. If you be willing and obedient, you shall eat of the good land. 
But if ye refuse and rebel, ye shall be devoured with the sword, for the mouth of the Lord hath spoken it. He's saying all you have to do is turn back. Stop doing the evil. Start doing good. If be willing, be obedient. If you can do these things, you'll be you'll eat the good of the land again. But if you refuse and you continue in your rebellion, it'll just lead to your complete destruction and annihilation. That is what we are seeing here in the United States. A spirit of rebellion against God. The church in many places and many parts of the country has become altogether perverse and evil. God's like, what is the point of you praying and of doing all this religious stuff when you, you when you will not stop observing evil? Like, before you even bother with being religious, doing all these things, how about you start by walking in righteousness and holiness? He's saying, let us reason together about this. See, God doesn't want to destroy. God doesn't want to judge. He prefers mercy. All I can say is that the remnant of people, the small remnant, because it is small, needs to pray for revival and mercy. Yes, we believe that the end is near and all of that, right? We've been talking about that for five or six years, seven years. I don't even know at this point. But you do not know the timeline. As much as you may think you do, you do not know God's timeline. Maybe he wants to bring revival. We should always be praying for that. I don't know about you, but I'd like to eat the goodness of the land. I'd like to see peace and prosperity in the land again. And if the remnant won't pray, if the remnant won't seek God on behalf of everyone, then who will? I know one thing, the United States of America, if you continue down the path of evil, you will continue to reap these judgments. But there's always hope. There's hope until there isn't anymore, right? Like, there's hope until it's over. But it's not over yet. Which means there is hope. There is hope for revival. There is hope that more people would come to know Jesus. It is possible that we have more time to store up rewards in heaven and to bring in the harvest before the end. Jesus talks about how the harvest is big, right? But there's very few laborers. Like there's more than enough to reap, but there's very few laborers willing to do it. Come back. Backsliders. Let's seek righteousness and holiness once again. And who knows, 
Maybe God will bring healing. But we're definitely running out of time quickly for that. Well, I am out of time, so I will not be able to finish the book of Isaiah, but the core of what I wanted to read, I was able to get to. I hope you've been blessed this morning. I hope that this has given you something to think about. The Word of God is powerful. It's a two-edged sword, right? I pray you've been blessed. Thank you for your support. Thank you, Patreons, for helping me make this happen every single week. Couldn't do it without you. Thank you to those of you who have purchased the book and left a review on Amazon. Very, very grateful. And thank you for your prayers. Lord willing, I'll be back with you on Friday for this week's Torah portion study. Peace and grace be with all of you. And until next time, God bless.